This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Steven, have you ever had Japanese peanuts before? What makes them Japanese? Dude, I don't I don't know, but I'd highly recommend to stay away from them. Oh, yeah. That, this is not where I thought this was going. No, no, no. I had some Japanese peanuts the other day, and nobody informed me that you have to, like, let them, like... Suck on them a little bit before you start chomping into them. I see. I cracked a tooth. Like, like part of my tooth came off. Oh, no. Yeah, I cracked it, like, right here in the back of my mouth. And right back here. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it sucks. That, what? Yeah, just completely cracked. Why, why do they make these peanuts so hard? I don't know, dude. That's what I'm saying. Stay away from the Japanese peanuts. Man. They, they grow them with that strong style That's tr- in, in Japan. <laughs> strong style penis, dog. Yeah. That's a new business adventure right yeah. there. <laughs> new spokesperson, new Shinsuke sp- Nakamura. <laughs> strong style penis. <laughs> you know what else is strong style? What's that? This episode of Headlock Talk, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, man. We are back once again. My name, of course, is Tanner. And to my right... The... Oh, you got it right this time. Yeah. It's not to the left this time. Yeah, yeah. It's to the right, the one and only Mr. Steven. Why, hello there. Hello, Steven. Hello. So, so how are you doing this evening? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We, we got a lot of good wrestling. Yeah. A lot of good wrestling news to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we, of course, are going to be recapping the show that we just watched, mm-hmm. WrestleMania 35. Uh, so, And, and we're going to introduce, actually, a couple new segments that I hope you guys enjoy. We're going to be doing more of a... Maybe a little bit more interactive way about going about doing our shows. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'd like to test a few different segments out here. Um, over before we dive in, though, overall thoughts on WrestleMania 35, Stephen? It was good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I I would say this is gonna sound weird, but I I, I would say I liked it pretty much as much as I thought I would. Um, it definitely had some big moments in it that I really really enjoyed. Uh, but definitely had some stuff that was. Would you say ugly? I would. Really? I would. Okay. Well, so let me introduce our new segment here, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Where we dis- we break down and discuss what was the good, the bad, and the ugly yeah. here yeah. for this WrestleMania 35 edition. So, Stephen, break it down for me here. What, what was the good about WrestleMania 35 for you? So, the good was Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. It's a good choice. Really, really like that match. Uh, the bad is going to be uh, maybe one of two things. I'll go with one because the other one's going to be my ugly. Okay. Uh, the bad was the Rey Mysterio-Samoa Joe match. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did absolutely <laughs> nothing for me other oh. than uh, ma- make me sad that one of my favorite wrestlers got destroyed in like less than two minutes or something like that yeah less than a minute less than a minute yeah and like i feel kind of weird about it because like i like samoa joe i I definitely like samoa joe but okay but uh putting ray out like that man like this guy's a legend not a jobber like what's happening right now (laughs) i don't know Uh, (laughs) no that's that's a fair point um and, and then the ugly maybe controversial uh, but I'm locking this in. The ugly was the Universal Championship match at the top of the show. Really? <clears throat> well, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you get into it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we'll run down the card. Yeah. I mean, uh, so so you can elaborate on what was mm-hmm. what was ugly and, and what was great about the Kofi Kingston Daniel yeah, Bryan yeah. match, of course, Absolutely. too. Uh, for me, uh, the good about WrestleMania 35 for me... Hmm... Uh, I mean, there were some big moments. Um, uh, this felt more like, more to me, like the the biggest moment moment mm-hmm. WrestleMania, right? Like it's strange to say, but like this felt more like um, individual pieces of a card put together as one big card, and and many many different big moments. Yeah, so yeah, I can see that. So, so the good here would, I guess, be for WWE's network and archives because they've got a lot of big moments uh, that they can highlight about this year. This was probably the best overall WrestleMania that I can remember since WrestleMania 30. Nice. So five years yeah. in between, getting some good WrestleManias mm-hmm. in there. Um, the bad, I mean, honestly... Uh, the bad was probably the finish to the main event for me. Yeah, and and, and I can get, I can elaborate more on that. I don't think that for our listeners out there, I don't think it's for the same reasons that y'all will think. I think it's bad because I mean, interesting. Okay, I mean, I I, I, I have a, an explanation and a reason, I'm, and we'll get there at the time, uh, in due time rather. Um, and then the ugly for me, man. As much as this was a good WrestleMania in terms of moments, this was way too long. Seven and a half hours of yeah. WrestleMania is yeah. too much WrestleMania. Well, see, like, like you said, it's a really, really good show and everything like that. But yeah, um, you know, they do a lot of stuff uh, that that I was kind of, I don't know, I was kind of weirded out by because the lead up to most of the matches, they they show like a you know like a five minute promo uh, about the match and the lead up to it. And that kind of struck me as a little weird. Uh, you know, these are promos that we see on Raw 
and SmackDown. Yep. And uh, it's yep. just kind of strange, you know, if someone's putting in the time uh, to to sit down and watch WrestleMania or, you know, put in their money to, to watch WrestleMania, they know these storylines. You know, they're, they're not just stumbling into WrestleMania blindly, you know. And so I thought that was kind of weird. Um, and I think that uh, was a big factor in, because of course it was long, but I think that was a big factor in it feeling very long as well well you know those other things too like there was definitely matches for me that i feel like they could have been it could have been a raw match or it could have been a smackdown match right 100 percent. yeah you know there, there was things like that you know um uh there was uh right before the main event alexa bliss comes out and does the uh uh the 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 usual uh attendance figure for the yeah. for the night where we got like over 80,000 people in the stadium that's that's great yeah, fine I mean, that's cool sure yeah. mm-hmm. but then we had to prolong a dance segment um yeah. yeah i i'm just not a fan of that um you know do do your business get done get out let's let's go on to the main event mm-hmm. people were already tired they'd already been there for 7 hours why mm-hmm. why burn more time just so you can have a crazy dance segment yeah no 100 percent. i mean like the the dance segment cool it gets you know it gets a reaction from the crowd i guess but that yeah. that's not a wrestlemania moment that that's a that's a raw and smackdown it's, it's, moment. it's, it's a lame moment i mean I, I completely agree with you but that that's neither here nor there you know like yeah um i don't know that there were just weird things like that and then the whole um alexa bliss hosting thing yeah cool it didn't add a single thing to the show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was kind of cool when she was like, "Oh, I can make a WrestleMania moment happen with by snapping my fingers," and she snapped her fingers. Obviously, Hulk Hogan came out. Cool, you know, it, it was cool, but I don't know. The it had a, the the entire show had very very strange pacing to it. True, you know. True. Uh, yeah. Well, let's get right into it here, because I know you're you're ready to go off on uh, on some of these matches here. Uh, yeah. The pre-show, which by the way was two hours long, yeah, two hours of WrestleMania was pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, <laughs> make that what you will. Um, uh, so the, wait, so uh, yeah, just real quick, the seven and a half hours is that including pre-show? Or yes. No? Okay, yes. It is. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, look, if it was me, and this is just me. I would do a one-hour pre-show and a four-hour main show. The roster is just too big. Yeah. WrestleMania should be about, hey, this is about the big moments. This is the, the showcase of the immortals yeah. is what they called it. The, the best of the best. The best of the best. Not no. the person who's on payroll. This isn't a participation trophy. 100%. Yeah. Not everybody needs to have a WrestleMania moment every year. Yeah. And I'll get into maybe some possible solutions later, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this feels like every year going forward is like it's so long because we want we need to fit everybody in and mm-hmm. I, I I commended on our preview episode Vince McMahon's willingness to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's other solutions. Yeah. There's yeah. other there's other solutions to You this. get a WrestleMania moment and you get a WrestleMania moment. And Kurt Hawkins gets a WrestleMania moment. He sure does. Yeah, he does. He sure does. <laughs> and and Carmella. And Carmella and, and, and Truth. Yeah, and and yeah. <laughs> So let's get right in on it. Uh, pre-show, um, you know, uh, we had the first match on the pre-show, which was Tony Nese defeating Buddy Murphy uh, for the uh, WWE Cruiserweight Championship. 
decent enough match. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, I would probably say uh, one of the better matches on the card, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, I, I liked how overall it was just you know fairly technical, mm-hmm. um, which was... you get a lot from uh, from the whole two hundred five live division, you know, and especially from Buddy Murphy and Tony Nice. Uh, so yeah, you're right. The technicality of it was really really cool. Um, I actually personally had never seen Tony Nice before, um, but before this match, and I thought he looked great. I thought yeah. both of them looked great out there. Um, you know, I've talked about Buddy Murphy on the show before. Very talented guy. I like him a lot. Um, yeah, all around a good match for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that with Buddy Murphy dropping the title off, it really opens up a door, especially with uh, this superstar shakeup that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to open up the door for him to maybe move on to uh, bigger and better things on the main roster. He's got the size for it. Yeah, I don't see why he couldn't make it. A, make yeah, well, it. I always <clears throat> thought it was kind of weird that Buddy Murphy was on two hundred five live because he there's there's he's no big, way he's two hundred five. He's a big dude. Yeah, there's no way. Well, and this and Tony Nice also. I mean, yeah. look at him. He's he's pretty jacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like they they're like weighing it at one hundred and ninety seven pounds. I'm like, yeah, you're like. You're like giving him 20, 20 pounds lax right there. Yeah, like this yeah. game's like at least two seventeen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. Though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really good match. Um, uh, and like I said, I think it's going to open up some doors here for Buddy Murphy. Yeah, best match on the pre-show. Absolutely. By far. Absolutely. I mean, that's not saying much, but by far. Uh, Carmella won a seventeen-woman WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. 17 is an odd number, don't you think, Stephen? It is kind of an odd number, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is a little weird. When about uh, 10 minutes, 30 seconds, there, there was a spot where it looked like Asuka was going to win, and then Asuka got thrown out. Which, I I got very angry at that moment, um, mm. just because I, I know we had talked about this um, on the preview show. I had assumed that Asuka was going to win, and not, not only because I thought that that's what they were going to do, but I also thought that that was the right move. So, I I think it's very strange that they let Carmella win. I I'm just really confused about the outcome of this match. I I yeah. think it would have been better if Oscar had had won it. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I think uh, I mean Carmella's had a decent enough year too. Yeah. Um better year than Oscar. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, but, I have nothing mm. against Carmella. It's just with with the recent events with Oscar. I think I right. Think, uh, Giving her the win here would have been would have been good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, Sarah Logan was the last one eliminated, so here's to hoping that with uh, maybe this uh, shakeup that's coming up, maybe Sarah Logan splits off from the Riot Squad and can have a decent run for herself. I mean, that'd be really nice considering they're doing everything they possibly can to put the Riot Squad into the ground. Mm-hmm. So, and no Lacey Evans in this match. Yeah. Yeah, Lacey Evans was not present, mm-hmm. though we did get Lana in a Wonder Woman costume. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we, we kind of spent a little bit. Uh, she she looked very much not like herself. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of I didn't even know who was who it was. You, you saw a, a blonde woman wrestling in the ring with a Wonder Woman outfit. Pretty much outfit. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I didn't even realize it was her until you pointed it out. It took some deduction on my part. <laughs> um, moving right along. Oh, yeah, by the way, before I move along to this next match, yeah, uh, one of my favorite parts of the pre-show when we were watching is you commented on how horrible that trophy looked. It looked oh, man. Yeah, that, 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 women's, yeah. that women's battle royal trophy looked like it was made of wood. 
It, yeah, pretty much. Like wood or or like PVC. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah wood with like really crap gold paint. Oh man, it was it <laughs> spray was paint. bad. Like it looked, it literally looked like someone carved it out of wood and spray painted it. Yeah, it's I don't un- know. It's unfortunate. They they uh, they they could have done something with that. They, they, they put some ribbons on it to make it look nicer. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't do that. In fact, <laughs> it probably only made it worse. Yeah, uh, honestly. <laughs> Um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, New Yorkers, mm-hmm. uh, defeated the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Steven? It was a fine match. It was alright. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, a little long for my taste, personally. Um, Kurt Hawkins broke his streak? He, he did. I was just about to mention that that's honestly the bigger story here mm-hmm. than uh them becoming champion i mean it's it's cool they're they're champion now and everything but man kurt hawkins yeah good job man good good on him yeah good on him good on him and, and uh you know zach Ryder, he he was there too he did his he, part he, he was there yes <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it, it was a decent match um i don't really have any uh like straight complaints about it or anything yeah, was, but i also don't fine. really have any any crazy like WTF moments either, so you know. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I, I do feel a bit for the revival, though. I think, I think their path is just about set. I mean, I don't have any insider knowledge or nothing, but I mean, look, the writing, I mean, the writing's on the walls. Yeah, were you uh, just about to say that? Uh, oh, yes, sir. Man. Absolutely. We're on the same page here. <laughs> um, well, uh, the pre-show finished with the thirty-man Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I just want to mention the pre-show should have ended with that tag team match and this next match shouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, you, you complained last time around that this was uh basically a match about just really one angle. Yeah. And and it was yeah. Yeah. you have thirty men in the ring for three guys. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was all about Braun Strowman yep. versus Colin Jost. Yep. The, the, what, what the biggest. Che? Uh, I mean, Michael Che is kind of like, there. He was there. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. He, didn't he throw himself out of the did. battle royal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame him. No. No. It, it was. I mean, for what it's worth, it was kind of funny uh, seeing like Colin Jost bring out his therapist and and oh, have him try to talk I, to Braun. I forgot it, all about his therapist in a vacuum. Okay kind of funny okay but this is wrestlemania get get this crap off my screen <laughs> get yeah. this crap off my screen i i know last episode i complained about uh celebrities coming yeah. into wwe and this only furthers my hate for that kind of angle i, I really just this match shouldn't have happened. In I, my opinion. I will. I will give you some silver lining here. Okay? Yeah, and, and and I'm I'm perfectly willing to say this uh, as a as straight married male. Uh, Continue. For Braun Strowman coming out shirtless. Uh, I agree. Much more intimidating Absolutely. than Braun Strowman shirted. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And plus, he always wore the the super weird, like super skinny. Like, like super like, skinny strap, like, like the, uh, the strapped uh, like a uh, uh, cut off t shirt. Yeah, cut off. I, I uh, really really didn't like it, but him coming out shirtless, thought that was awesome. He looked he, ready he looked, to kill he somebody. Looked, he looked Jack. Uh, Jack, I, I would have never thought that the man had a six pack. No, he, I mean, he, and he just looked like he was ready to go to war. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so he looked, he uh, reminds me of um, the mountain. 
from from yeah. Game of Thrones. Absolutely, yeah. I I agree. That that's that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Braun Strowman, man, clean in house, wins the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial uh, Battle Royal, rightfully so. Cool. Yeah, St- Stephen really enjoyed that segment. I really didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, so, to kick off the show, we got uh, the National Anthem, uh, yes. and it was four, four or six helicopters four. that slowly crawled across the sky, um, you know. Look around at the production value of this WrestleMania. <laughs> you couldn't afford jets. <laughs> I don't know, dog. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe New York has some kind of like noise ordinance thing where they can't have jets fly over. I mean, maybe, but like with jets, you have the whole like it's quick, and you're like, oh man, that's crazy. But with helicopters, it's like. Oh, cool. Yeah, usually the jets have like some kind of color stream to it. Right. Or it's like red, white, and blue, and you're like, America. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But the And it gives you the sense of uh, patriotism. You yeah. know? The helicopters, they just kind of meandered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, I don't know, it was kind of weird. It was It was something. It, it is what it is. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's the it's the national anthem. It's not like the, it's not like the most important thing on the card, but. Yeah, you know, America. America. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned this earlier. Alexa Bliss comes out. She brings out Hulk Hogan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh t- huh. <laughs> to the dismay of maybe half the audience. Yeah, slightly <laughs> cringy segment. Um, yeah, I mean, he he says, "What you gonna do?" Yeah, yeah brother, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hulkamania. Hulkamania. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, he, and he, then... he he holds his hand to his to his his ear. Alexa yeah. Bliss does the same. Yeah, she yeah. starts hulking up. She does the 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 poses with yeah. him, the yeah. muscle poses. Muscle poses. Oh no, it was all right. And thank God it was interrupted by Paul Heyman, <laughs> uh, who yeah. marched down to the ring. Now, yeah. now, from what I understand, Hulk Hogan was not told that Paul Heyman was going to come right out and interrupt him. So, oh really? So Hogan was there on the stage, like, "What's going on?" And oh, oh, I don't like you. And points <laughs> over at Paul Heyman. And, you know, he he. Throws his hands and oh, hooey, you know, yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> so Paul Paul Heyman marches down to the ring and, and, and steaming, yeah, steaming. He yeah. says he says that uh, um, Brock has a plane to catch. Him and Brock have a plane to catch to mm-hmm. to Las Vegas. Yeah, and they're not gonna wait around. Yeah, they, they don't want to wait around to, to to do this. So mm-hmm. uh, so brings out Brock. Uh, brings out uh, and then Seth Rollins comes out of course too. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That, that does uh, happen. Yep, yep. He says, uh, uh, "Yeah, they're going to a place where they're ultimately appreciated." Badoom. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I'm I'm sure that uh, Daniel Cormier got all sorts of exci- excited about uh, about that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get right down to it here. Seth Rollins uh, defeats Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. Awesome. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He got the championship. We got the outcome we wanted. Everybody's happy, right? Absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. This match. Go on, Steven. So, I usually try to speak a little bit more analytically and... Uh, eloquently. Eloquently yeah. uh, on this podcast. This match sucked. This match sucked. Now, we got the outcome we wanted, which is awesome. Brock Lesnar's leaving now, and Seth Rollins is the champion. I'm happy about that. I really am. I really am. 
This match lasted two minutes and thirty seconds. Well, hold on. But but didn't but didn't they fight on the outside for like five minutes, Stephen? Didn't didn't Seth take okay, an F five okay. on the outside? Okay, hold on. So they didn't fight on the outside for five minutes. Oh. Brock Lesnar did the three moves that he knows how to do. Oh. And hit about fourteen suplexes. Oh. Uh threw Seth Rollins a couple times oh. and did about thirty two F fives. Oh. And then they got in the ring. Uh I guess somehow momentum shifted. Ref bump, dog. Yeah, the that's right. Yeah, the, the ref bump happened. Seth Rollins went for... We're doing full spoilers, right? Sure. Yeah, so Seth Rollins went for the low blow yeah. on Brock Lesnar uh, and then gave him not one, not two, but three stomps mm. and uh, pinned him, got the one, two, three. Yeah. I don't... I don't know, man. My my problems with Brock, uh, this match only further illustrates my problems with Brock. And you put someone like Brock in a match with someone like Seth Rollins, you're expecting at least something. Give me some excitement. Anything. that This match was way too short. It was completely one-sided all the way until the end. And... And this whole building up of Brock Lesnar and making him seem like a god and mm. that no one can beat him. Mm. And then Seth gives him three curb stomps and, he, and one, two, three makes zero sense. This match sucks. <laughs> I will say this. It can always be made up for if if one stomp just puts away everybody else on the roster. Yeah. You can always make up for it and be like, you know what? That puts over Seth because Seth beats Brock. And it puts over Brock because that makes Brock tough as nails to have gotten three stomps to put him away uh, to be dethroned. But hashtag Beast Slade, right? Yeah, yeah. So that happened. It was yeah. an interesting way to kick off WrestleMania. I, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. The, this... I know you. I know you had much higher hopes than this, Stephen. Seth Rollins was supposed to be the hero we deserved. Yeah, he is right. I mean, he did the thing. He did the thing, but. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, honestly, and this is going to sound super harsh, I wouldn't uh, use the word entertaining to describe this match. Mm. I'll leave it at that. I see. I'll leave it at that. I mean, I thought it was interesting, uh, but, uh, I mean, moving right along, this next match was also interesting. Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles uh, defeated Randy Orton uh, in a singles one-on-one match that went about 16 and a half minutes. Um Orton was in charge for most of the early goings of mm-hmm. it. Uh, AJ was still going. Uh, he went in going stiff uh, with some nice, you know, tough looking combinations. Yeah, uh, that uh, really kind of changed the tide there. Uh, there was some interesting spots where like AJ was doing some fake outs of more of his high spot moves to try yeah. and counter the the RKO. Yeah, that was a cool move. It was a cool or move. series of moves, I should say. Yes, absolutely. Um, it was, um, I, I did notice something there. There was people who um, went to uh, uh, online, went on onto Twitter and Instagram and posted uh, their view from the match. And apparently there was one huge yellow spotlight that actually affected their viewing of the match. Oh, no. Uh, so there was probably a good quarter of the people in the audience that didn't get a chance to see this Man. because of this giant yellow spotlight. Man. It's a bummer. I know we were talking about it during the show, those four posts. 
Yep. That are holding the cover uh for the ring up. Yep. Um yeah, it, it's it's really unfortunate because if you're one of those unlucky people that's sitting right behind those posts, I mean, I don't know, try to walk somewhere or uh I don't know, Protest. you're not going <laughs> to be able to see it from your seat, you yeah. know. I mean, it was a it, this was a good match, I would say. Uh catch it on the WWE network if you mm-hmm. didn't uh if you haven't yet already. Uh but yeah, I mean, it, it was very much what you would expect from these two. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I know uh, when we first did our WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania preview show, we were hyping hyping this matchup. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty good. I will say it was slightly underwhelming from what I thought we were going to get from it. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I think if it was a little shorter, it, it would have come off a little bit better. Yeah. Um they never seem to get out of like that the the first couple of gears. Yeah, right? it, exactly. Like, like yeah. It, it it felt like it was in kind of a slower motion and I don't know if that's just because that's how Randy likes to work and AJ was just like cool, I can work with this and they just didn't ex- like excel beyond that. But it is what it is, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean it was fine and I do hope that these guys have more matches in the future to prove uh prove uh, a bigger uh, um, better quality match. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, do we want to give the ratings? Yeah, sure. So, so um, sorry, guys. Uh, we forgot. We're get, we're giving Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar a two and a half. Uh, That's being generous. <laughs> and uh, I would say give the AJ Styles Randy Orton match a three and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lacey yep. Evans came out and she left. Per usual. Per usual. Yeah. Um, Another one of the better matches on the card here uh, for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, the Usos versus The Bar versus Shinsuke uh, and Rusev versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. Uh, So uh, uh, for the newcomers here, Aleister Black and Ricochet, they both got a pretty good pop, I would say, all things considered. So that's going over well. Mm -hmm. So that's good news. Uh, Aleister Black and Sheamus started the match. Rusev tags in for Sheamus. Uh, the Usos uh, looked great all the way through the match. Oh, yeah. Just quick comment on the Usos. Yeah. Their uh, ring attire for WrestleMania was <laughs> yeah. lit. I-, I thought it was awesome. It was pretty dope. I thought it was cool. Just a quick plug for yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, ricochet being a Ricochet, he-, he was all over the place doing some really cool high spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was <laughs> there was a really awesome uh, multi-man spot. Uh, where I think they were going to try and uh, superplex Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I think what happened is they they tried to make it to where he would flip out of the superplex and be like just like standing there mm-hmm. and everybody else crashing and falling. But he kind of just like tucked and rolled and like went to the corner and he was still like, you know, whoa, I, I made it out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a pretty good match. Uh, six uh, Ricochet hit the 630. Um, but that was not enough to win the match. Um, uh, double splash by the Usos mm-hmm. uh, helped them retain. So uh, the Usos walked in as champs to walk out as champs. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave this one about a three and a half, Steven. No, I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, one thing, I, I'm not a huge fan of uh, the bar. I'm also not the biggest fan of uh, Shinsuke and Rusev together. I like them separately, but not really together. Mm-hmm. However... All the tag teams look really, really solid in this match, I think. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of really good spots. Um, I know I see in the notes we 
he did have the Cesaro spinning ricochet. Yeah. I don't know how long that was for, but... It was definitely one of the longest airplane spins that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Because as he was doing that to Ricochet, Sheamus was going around the ring and just clubbering people with mm-hmm. the forearms. Yep. So yep. it took a good couple minutes, I yeah. would say. No, but uh, yeah, just really, really solid tag team work here. Um, Aleister Black and Ricochet specifically looked super solid as mm-hmm. a tag team. They were actually coming up with some double team moves that we haven't seen from them too much. Yep. Uh, and they were looking really, really good. Um, Perhaps they were inspired by uh, NXT TakeOver from Friday. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps so. I really did think that this was going to be Ricochet and Aleister Black's coming out party mm-hmm. and being like, bro, we're champs. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and just make, like cementing their spot on the roster and then coming away with a, uh, their WrestleMania moment. But uh, that was not to be. Yeah, you know, so well, yeah. You know, I mean, there's always there's always next time. Yeah. I hope yeah. that they stay together as a team, or at least they both end up on SmackDown uh, through this superstar shakeup. I mean, honestly, before <laughs> they were a team, I didn't know I needed it, but mm. now that they're a tag team, they are so awesome. They're together. really good, really, really awesome together. Because you know, Ricochet's more of the high flying. Uh, Alistair Black's more I mean he has his high flying too but Alistair Black's more of the more striking grounded and um, striking but Alistair Black does have the high flying and Ricochet has the striking too yeah. so you get the best of both worlds where both of them can almost do everything yeah you know and uh, so it just comes up with some really really cool tag team dynamics and I'm yeah, really uh, really digging they've, it they've got a good yin yang dynamic there yeah, yeah. yeah so I hope that they stick around. I mean, both guys would work really well with with the SmackDown audience. Mm-hmm. And I think with, again, we've said it over and over, but with Fox wanting a more sporting project uh, from SmackDown, uh, I think that these two guys deserve to be there alongside guys like Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Honestly, I think that that might be what they were going with originally or maybe, going for, you know. Maybe Pete Dunne should show up on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, that I'd would be, be really. Dope. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's freed up. He is. He doesn't have the UK Championship yeah. anymore. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, we got a Hall of Fame segment here. DX comes out. They get a huge pop. Um, uh, X Pac has to be reminded that they're doing a photo op. So they <laughs> Triple H is seen on camera being like, "Hey, hurry up, get over here!" <laughs> you know. So that was that was interesting. Um. Here's one of your favorite matches on the yeah, card, Steven. That was good. Uh, it was it was fine. <laughs> um, so you're you're more into this angle than I am. But, yeah, uh, yeah. The false count anywhere uh, match between Shane McMahon and the Miz. Um, we got to see Mister Miz come into the ring. We did put up his Dukes. Uh, he, he did instantly became a the, meme legend. Yeah, the the Dukes got uh, pushed down very quickly. <laughs> Uh, no more Dukes. No more Dukes. <laughs> no, but, I mean, me personally, like I said, uh, this match is just... It's just good, man. It's just good. Shane McMahon, The Miz, they just know what they're doing. You described uh, it as junk food. It, yeah, exactly. And, and we just got more junk food <laughs> in this match. And, uh, I don't know. I really, really like this angle. It, it seems like they're going to continue it. I'm cool with it. I really like it. Uh, I thought the match itself was really good. They definitely lived up to it being a Falls Count Anywhere match. They were all over, all over the arena. Uh, you're giving me the 
the the face. What's the face <laughs> for, Tanner? Um, you're not gonna like this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Crush my dreams. Go ahead. This was one of those things where I felt like it could have been a SmackDown match, oh, like a like a really good SmackDown main oh, event. Oh man! Like what? like, hold on, hear me out. Uh huh. Like I feel like this whole match was designed for for one specific spot, and you know the spot I'm talking about, the spot that wins the match. Yeah. Yeah. There was a huge superplex mm-hmm. off of what I think you called it a camera tower. Well, that's what they called it. It was like some kind of large scaffold. Yeah, they they called it a camera tower. I'm not right. sure what exactly what well, it was. And but. they they just happened to have a perfectly placed crash pad right underneath. Oh, so convenient. It's very convenient. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, look, I gave this three stars just for the 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 sheer balls that it took. Yeah. To to give a, a superplex probably. 15 maybe 20 feet up in the air and going through a, a giant crash pad like that mm-hmm. it's pretty ballsy for both guys yeah yes so, uh, so i'll give it three stars for that the miz is not a brawler and shane mcmahon his punches are either gonna they are literally hit or miss like <laughs> literally like literally hit or miss like he's actually gonna potato somebody in the face with one of his fists spin your disbelief tanner hey man he probably hit miz for real like probably 10 times at least during yeah. the course of that yeah. match yeah so i, I kind of feel for miz on that one um, hey, he fought for that one he fought for it so but hey you know what i mean if you like uh just a crazy brawl you know i mean this is fine yeah go ahead you know check it out man <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought the match was good. Like you, you said, you, I'm a little bit more invested. You, you, you love in this match. I, I love this angle, man. I, yeah. I don't know. Was it the best match uh, ever, you know, from a technical wrestling standpoint? It's, no. It's no Okada Omega, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, it's not. But <laughs> but uh, did I jump out of my seat when, when they went through the crash pad? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, no, I, I did, too. I mean, that was, I mean, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Shane can't be doing that too much more. No, like he, like no. that's he's 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 got to take it easy. Yeah, no, he. Yeah, I don't know. I really want this angle to to continue. Uh, I I think it's good. I'm giving it three and a half just <laughs> based out, off of a straight entertainment standpoint. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Paige came out to be the special guest commentator of the next match of the women's tag titles here. Boston Hug Connection Knight versus Nia Jackson Tamina. <laughs> versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus the Iconics. Um, this was just really sloppy, uh, in my opinion. It's just, I don't know. Um, the Divas of Doom looked really good. Natalia can obviously work. Beth Phoenix looked a little bit rusty, but I know she can work. Uh, Nia Jax and Tamina, I mean, fine. Like, look, they're, they're top heels, mm-hmm. so sure. Yeah. Uh, she they came had, out with the, the braids. Yeah. Nia Jax. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Iconics are not the best workers ever, but they were super over in New York. And then the Boz and Hug Connection... I mean, Bailey and Sasha can work really, really well, mm-hmm. but they weren't they weren't facing each other. They were <laughs> they were facing everybody else. Right. So um, we got new champs. The Iconics won the titles. Uh, the crowd popped really, really huge for it, um, which is surprising. Very surprising, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. look, I'm not hating on it. I just don't get the the appeal of 
the Iconics. Yeah. Not, I, again, I mean, I'm not hating. I'm just yeah. saying, like... Yeah. You know, I just... Well, get... see, the Iconics are... Uh, I guess it might be similar for you with me and Drew McIntyre. I'm not hating. Yeah. I really don't get the appeal. Yeah, the song. You know, that, that's, that's kind of where I am on the Iconics as well. Um, you know, they, they did do the whole, um, you know capitalizing on an opportunity yep uh you know yep so it, it was cool i don't know one thing they are good on the mic they're fine in the ring so yeah it's it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're champion i don't think that uh this match was exceptionally good or anything it, it wasn't bad but it is what it is it is what it is for sure and you know i mean um it, it is notable for one thing uh, Michael Cole used the technical term for this move, the Meteora, mm. which I have never heard him say before in my yeah. life. So it was like, wow, okay, wow, you're it's actually... He, he actually said it twice. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Twice, also, twice in one match. Yeah. Yeah, he also says that um, that with Fatal 4-Way rules that rope breaks aren't a thing. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I really don't understand what they're doing because you know at wrestlemania you have michael cole saying that rope breaks aren't a thing in fatal four ways last raw you have Corey graves saying that uh triple threats triple are... threats are no dq it's like where give me a look, copy of look, your rule book look, look well yes i i com- i completely agree with that i would like a memo for that as well yeah um look i know that you're not a big fan of the, the whole triple threat no dq thing i think it's passable like I think it's fine. Uh, no, <laughs> no. Look, look. But but this is far worse. Like this is like yeah. Yeah. this is like how can you clear? How can you say that there's no rope break in a fatal four way? Like well, well it kind of like and I know this isn't what happened, but it almost seems like someone botched a move and Michael Cole's like, oh by the way, there's no rope breaks. Let me fix this real quick. Yeah, it's not supposed. To, yeah. Well, he's got Vince in his ear and right. Vince is over seventy years old. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen him take dozens of chair shots to the head over <laughs> the course of my fandom. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking he's starting to forget stuff. Mm. So, so he doesn't he or, doesn't know the rules to or, his own match. Or like or like you said, maybe he's just trying to protect something. I would like to think yeah. the latter. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, but, yeah. there there doesn't really seem to be anything that they would need to protect. Yeah. necessarily so i don't really know i i don't i've never heard of this fatal four ways having no rope break i've never heard of a triple threat being no dq and now i've heard both of these strange rules in the matter of a week and and you heard michael cole say meteora twice we did we did <laughs> yeah um moving right along ladies and gentlemen uh wwe championship match the match of the night in my opinion uh, Daniel Bryan defending the championship against Kofi Kingston. Kofi Mania was out in full force tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, for that match. Um, there was a brilliant sign in the audience, though, that said, Tickle Me Fickle. Make that a shirt. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that'd be a wonderful shirt. Make it a shirt, because yeah. that is great. Maybe we should beat him to the punch. Maybe. 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 Yeah. ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah. Get your Tickle Me Fickle shirt. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag Headlock Talk. Oh, God. We might have to. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll figure it out. Okay. 
Let's pin that one here in the books, ladies and gentlemen. One, two, three. Yeah. He said pin it. Yeah, so absolutely. It. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tight pin there. Yeah. Uh, small package. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, getting back to the match here. Yeah, this was absolutely, hands down, the best match on the card. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm, I'm giving it a solid four stars. There was really good back and forth action. Daniel Bryan proved that he's the best worker in the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kofi Kingston showed that he can go toe to toe, which was great. Uh, he lived up to the moment. Uh, Daniel Bryan could just could not put Kofi away after several different things, multiple mm-hmm. label locks, stomps to the face, stomps in the corner, big knees, yep. running drop kicks. He gave everything, mm-hmm. and Kofi just wouldn't quit. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I I really 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 dug this match. Um, like you said, just a, some really solid work from both of them, um, especially Daniel Bryan. I think mm-hmm. even though he did. You know, lose the match, obviously, but uh, just some really, really solid technical work. Um, you know, from Brian, but also from Kofi. Um, yeah, th- this was just a really nice moment. Really good storytelling. Yeah, very good storytelling for mm-hmm. sure. Kofi celebrates with his kids in the ring. Yeah, um, yeah. I will say this: um, before the match started, mm. right? Uh, Big E comes out. And he, uh, he, uh, him and Xavier was both, right? Right. And Big E um, shows Kofi that he's got this present. Like, he's like, I've got this present for you, Kofi. It's going to be great. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, well, cool. All right, what's, what's, what's in the box? Right. Because right. you did predict the, the Big E Langston heel turn. I, I did. So I was like, man, what's in the box? And I would kept taking the notes, and I would look at the match, and I would kept watching and taking notes and looking at the match. And then Kofi finally won, mm-hmm. right? And they went outside and they unveiled the, the, the championship, uh-huh. right? And I just had this image as Co- as Big E grabbed the, the present. I was like, oh, man, what if, like, they get in the ring, and Kofi's celebrating, and he's got the title on his shoulder, and he's looking all happy. Yeah. And then Big E's just kind of, like, nodding, like, yeah, Kofi, open it. Yeah. Open it, and then Kofi just opens up the box, and then Kofi's shocked, and then you see Biggie's eyes just bug out, and his face starts shaking, and then he just lift up the severed unicorn hand from the box—just <laughs> a severed unicorn head, just right out of the box—and he just flips out, and then like kicks Xavier in the face, pump kicks him, and then big ending on Kofi, and then just goes total psychopath. Throws this severed unicorn's head into the audience. Oh man! <laughs> that, I mean, that would have been awesome. The, the, the crowd would have just been furious. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been brilliant. Uh, but no severed unicorn head. Yeah, CWWE. Yeah, CWWE. This is the kind of writing that you're missing out here from the guys at Headlock Talk. You want to know how to draw heat? You know. You know, take a severed unicorn's head out of yeah. the box. You don't, you don't think a biggie heel turn will work? Watch this. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Hold my beer. I mean, that would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been something. Uh, and but then yeah. they, the, the present actually turned out to be a shameless WWEshop.com plug yeah. uh, for their new uh, champion shirts. Can't imagine which route would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> Several unicorns head or the t-shirt. Um, but no, it was, look, it was a beautiful moment for Kofi and his it was, family. It was, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know. Uh, Great moment, 
mm. and, and some great wrestling mm. within that moment. So, yeah, all around good. Yeah. And it was about this time that the crowd started to die. Mm. <laughs> um, this is yeah. this is the turning point at which I consider this the ugly, ladies and gentlemen. And every, most things after the Kofi yeah. match just kind of went downhill. Oh, do you want to say... Uh, Kofi Daniel Bryan match we did give four stars. Four stars for Kofi and four Daniel shining Bryan. stars. Good job, y'all. Brilliant match. Definitely best match on the card. Yeah. Um, the next match on the card, I didn't even give a rating because yep. it was just kind of nothing. This is this is where you said this was the bad here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samoa Joe, the champ, defeated Rey Mysterio in a minute to retain the U.S. title. That's a thing that happened. Um, yeah, he he just choked out Ray, and that was it. I mean, you had to pick Ray for this, because the whole point of this match is to make Samoa Joe look amazing. Yeah, and, and that he's the you know super tough guy. Yeah, crazy submission, which he is. You got to put Ray in the match to do that. Yeah, come on. Uh, look, if it was me booking, and again, that's this isn't my job. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Uh, if this was me booking, I would have rather put Andrade and Rey Mysterio in a match, maybe on the pre-show, maybe, uh, just to kind of get things going. Yeah. And taking this match off somewhere, maybe maybe just take off the, uh, you're probably going to hate me for saying this, but take the Shane and Miz match off and do, well, hold oh. on, hold on, do Samoa Joe versus John Cena. I mean, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. At this point, and you're going to hate me for this, I I would prefer the Shane-Miz match. That's fine. <laughs> Just, look, you could have done so much more here, I think, is our point overall. Exactly. And I, exactly. And I don't think that uh, this lived up to... Actually, no, it perfectly lived up to the booking because there was hardly any booking done to get us here. Yeah. So, yeah. it's unfortunate for Ray, uh, and it's unfortunate for Joe, but I hope Joe looks strong going forward from here. Um, and who knows what the future has in hold for Joe? You know, maybe you know. Hopefully, he stays strong. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, the next match was a bit forgettable. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. It's kind of slow. It's kind of plodding. This is kind of exactly what you would actually expect from these two guys. It was just a. It's just a big man match. Uh, Roman hit uh, uh, has the comeback halfway through. Um, after uh, after he gets uh, woken up by a slap from McIntyre, Roman wins with a spear, and he's a bit emotional after the match. Um, huge fireworks go off for Roman, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I feel for Roman. This is his first WrestleMania back. Yeah. He didn't think he was going to get here after battling leukemia, and it's a good moment for him. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you know. in in the actual reality of things, yes, it, it is a, a good moment for Roman, and that was kind of cool to see. Uh, however, I do remember specifically uh, calling over to you during this match and, and telling you how bored I am. Yeah. I specifically remember that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a big man match fan. I don't it, know. But it, but it, this it, one was just... De- it depends. You got... I mean, this one was just a little bit... This was definitely a WWE big man match. Yeah. Like, whoever set this thing up did it for a specific reason. 
but it just came off as the same kind of big man matches that yeah. we've seen before. Well, it, it also doesn't help that, like I said earlier in the show and on previous episodes, I'm not the biggest fan of Drew McIntyre. Mm. I'm also, you know, not the hugest fan of Roman Reigns either. Um, Fair. So, I don't know. It, it was just yeah. a kind of slow match from two wrestlers that aren't my favorite, and so I was kind of just ready for it to get on with it, you know? Yeah. That also, at this point, this is what three and a half, four hours in. Um, probably a little bit longer. A little bit longer than that. Bit, so yeah, you, you know, we're already feeling a little bit of the fatigue from it too. So yep. it was kind of all those things combined. It, it was just a. I don't want to be overly rude or, or critical, but it was just kind of a boring match. It really mm-hmm. didn't go anywhere for me. It would have been a. I mean, I even think that this would have been a like a. I mean, probably not even a great house show or raw main event. I mean, both guys could have brought out a lot more. Yeah. But perhaps they're saving it for, you know, maybe another occasion. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, there was a funny Snickers commercial with Rana and Lusev. Uh, <laughs> Rana and Lusev. Lana, Nailed it. Lana and Rusev. <laughs> Who's Rana? Rana. <laughs> Sounds hot. Rana. Sounds like a dude. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking of Hurricane Rana. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that was fine. Um, uh, there was a segment with Elias where Elias uh, wants to have a musical performance. Uh, he literally has a video screen of him behind a drum set, another him behind a piano. Yeah. And then, of course, Elias somehow is also magically in the ring. Yeah. So three Elias is playing three different musical instruments. Yeah. Is the plural for Elias Eli? Yeah, hey, there we go. Let's start using that. Yeah, three Eli. So, so there's three Eli. <laughs> um, uh, uh, one playing the drums, one playing a piano, one playing guitar. Um, uh, Elias blatantly rips off Seven Nation Army at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think... Uh, you can uh, hear the lawyer. Yeah, you, you can hear Jack the, White's... The Seven Lawyer Army. <laughs> yeah, Jack White's Seven Lawyer Army preparing a cease and desist letter to Elias. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, Renee Young says, "Wow, wow, <laughs> what a musical performance!" Yeah, yeah. Um, we then get uh, one of my favorite parts of WrestleMania. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, so we then get a video package that interrupts Elias about Babe Ruth. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, big Babe Ruth calling his yeah, shot. Called call the shot. Yeah, yeah he and, sure did. Uh, uh, who else would have shown up but the doctor of thugonomics himself? This is big basic thugonomics. Word life. Wicka, 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 wicka. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that seven lawyer armies get out to bring out their pins again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. This no. is great. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. yeah. Th- thugonomics era John Cena comes out. Uh, look. He's wearing a Yankees jersey and a Yankees hat, mm-hmm. so he must have lost a bet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, he's he's from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. He's he's a self-described Red Sox fan, so mm-hmm. I really don't know what he's doing here, except for just he's working. Yeah, you know, kissing fan, but yeah, he's working. Yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he has a lot of great lines. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. One of them was, uh, he, he says, I feel like I'm watching one of my movies because this whole thing sucks. <laughs> and then John Cena says that he's going to give Elias the FU. So yeah. he gives him the FU. Not 
Not the not the attitude adjustment. Not the attitude yeah. adjustment. He drops the five knuckle shuffle on does. Uh, does. Elias, and that was that. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, yeah. Steven Steven saw his life flash before his eyes Dude. when Thugonomics John Cena came out. I thought it was great. I lit. Oh man, see Thugonomics John Cena. Yeah, that he's like a cornerstone of my <laughs> wrestling life. A yeah. cornerstone, yeah. Tanner. Yeah. I hear you, cornerstone. Yeah. No, so seeing no, yeah, this, yeah, economics. Yeah. John Cena's uh, he's a cool guy. I, I thought it, I thought it was freaking awesome. <laughs> if we actually get something from this, I don't know, but I thought it was cool that they did it. Um, I, I really do hope that we do get this out of John Cena. Um, me personally, I think it'd be really cool. I, I saw I saw a really great meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like it says like like kid to to dad. The kid says. Uh, dad, dad, what's wrong with John Cena? And the dad goes, "But it's, it's okay, son. The doctor's back. <laughs> the, the doctor's back." And it says, "Like wipes tear away." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. Um, Basic yeah. thugonomics, word life. I'm all about it. Give yeah. me more. Yes, yeah, Stephen marked out hard. <laughs> um, Triple H versus Batista. Um, oh, I give that segment five stars. By the way. <laughs> Uh, triple h versus batista um was an interesting bout to say the least yeah there was um (laughs) there was some weird weird stuff look if you're a big fan of um oh what's the best way to put this here i've got to be very careful are we talking about the match or the entrances okay we'll talk about the entrances first okay Okay. Um, well, the first one was Batista coming out. Uh, drunk. What? No, go on. Oh, I, I understand why you made that <laughs> joke. Uh, so yeah, Batista comes out uh, in an Escalade. He, he's got uh, a whole posse with him. These guys look like, I don't know, Secret Service almost. Yeah. Uh, or just some kind of security guards. Um, but comes out, does the whole, the, the guns. Batista. Yeah, the guns. He did... Missed the timing on that on the last thing of fireworks. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, whatever. Walks down into the ring. Uh, I didn't even notice this though. Yeah. What happened when he got in the ring? Yeah, he was going up the stairs, and it like the uh, it looked a little bit odd. Uh, him getting into the stair, going up the stairs, and then he tries getting through the ropes. And then he just trips over himself through the ropes. Like, everything looked really, really odd. Um, and so he, like, he, like took a moment and, like, went outside the ring and walked around the ring. And I think he, like, got his composure back. He may have been a little bit nervous, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, just a very odd moment. Yeah. Um, Triple H comes out, and it's like a scene from Mad Max. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, that's a pretty dated reference, right? At this like, point, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, Mad even, Max was what? Like, 20... 14? Yeah. 13? Um, I would say at least, at earliest, maybe 2017 or yeah, 18. Yeah. Um, well, the the newest one. Isn't there an older one? There's an older Mad Max, right? I mean, the oldest Mad Maxes are like 20 or 30 years old. Okay, yeah. But like, even the newest remake with Tom Hardy's yeah. from like, maybe like three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird, for sure. Interesting choice. Yeah. By Triple H here. Um, but, um, this scene was like, or this match was like a scene out of a Quentin Tarantino movie, more or less is my best way to describe it. 
It yeah. was it was violent. It was um, certainly not what I would have expected at part. Um, yeah, honestly, um, if you've ever played Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> if, if you remember the torture sequence in Grand Theft Auto Five, it was there. There were some. Uh, well, some veins of that, some allusions here. to yeah, Grand Theft yeah. Auto Five. No, I, I, it was a little bit, honestly, a little bit more brutal than mm. I thought it would be. There was some, uh, there was some chains being whipped around. There, there were some, uh, some pliers being applied to fingers. Mm. Um, Very it, hard to watch at times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, suspend your disbelief, but they, they sold it extremely well. Some of the things that that was going on in that ring, man, there there was some brutality. There there was a a cameo by a particular wrestling legend. Yes, uh, that would, that was something. Woo! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it definitely worth your attention. I probably gave it probably within the three to three and a half star range. Yeah, um, I, I I honestly really really like the match. Uh, I think both you and I, our biggest criticism was. It's just a little long. It was very long. Yeah, I mean... It was almost I, 25 minutes long. Was it really? Yeah. Man, see, I, I think this match actually would have come off a lot better if they had stuck to more of the, like, 14 to 15 minute mark. Yeah. Um. It, it was just a little bit long. Uh, there was some kind of long-winded, slow segments in between the brutal segments uh, that could have stood to either go away entirely or just pick up the pace a little bit. Mm. Um, but all in all, I, I thought it was a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, I forget what we rated it. About a three and a half. Three and a half? I, I think that's fair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had the Kurt Angle farewell match against Baron Corbin. Mm. Uh, Corbin dominated early. Angle came back with some Germans. Angle, even- Angle came back with some Germans? Yeah, yeah. School job. What do you do with the Germans? Yeah, yeah, they they drank a lot of beer. I no, see. No, I'm just German suplexes. Ladies I'm gentlemen. sorry, I had to. Uh, of course, it's fine. Kurt <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt Engel, Kurt Angle. Goodness, Kurt Angle even attempted there. a. Thank you, Stephen. Moonsault yeah. is what I'm trying to get to. Yep. Moonsault attempt by Kurt. Um, he missed, and then Corbin hit the end of days, and that's the one, two, three. Um, so the crowd was dead silent after that three count. Like you could hear a pin drop. Oh yeah. It was nuts. Um, for me, I really, really was hoping that, um, Angle would come away with the victory here. I know that's not, uh, typically, uh, what happens for somebody who is going through their last match. They're typically supposed to go out on their shield. Like we previously discussed, but um, that was not the case here for, if, for Kurt. He he, sh- I mean, he should have won that match for people to have a go home feel like good feeling for him. Mm-hmm. But that's not that's not what we got here, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if we did get more of what the fans were wanting, you know, for example, Kurt Angle, John Cena. <laughs> if we did get something like that, um, it it definitely would have made sense for Kurt Angle to go out on his shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, Baron Corbin is not the person who should have been facing Kurt Angle in his last match. Mm. And two, he absolutely should not be the person to defeat Kurt Angle in his last match. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was... I, I personally could have done without 
Uh, I don't know. I, I know you and I, we gave it two stars just out of respect for Kurt Angle, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, yeah, I mean, Baron Corbin better be on a rocket ship to heal them. Yeah. Like, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know he already is, but I mean, they better do something with him now because mm-hmm. he, he, he definitely uh, shouldn't have won this match in my uh, professional opinion. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah, uh, Demon Finn Balor came out and yeah. dominated Lashley. Yeah, and took back that Intercontinental title. It was a nice, fun match. Feel a little bit bad for the uh, uh, whoever was in charge of doing Finn Balor's paint. They did mm. an amazing job uh, on his paintwork. Uh, probably, but, uh, probably his best demon to date. Absolutely. Yeah. And this match only went probably four minutes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, Finn just killed Phil Lashley. Probably one of the biggest coup de gras that I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. He ate all of that. All of that coup yeah. de gras. Mm-hmm. Which was nice. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Finn is as icy champ. That's how it should be. Um, I'm really looking forward to them doing something crazy cool with this uh, icy title run now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially with the shakeup. I mean, you could have Finn and Kevin Owens renew um, their mm, rivalry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe on the WrestleMania preview episode, um, maybe breaking up Gable and Rude, and mm-hmm. you know, have each of them have a shot over at at Finn. I think Finn should be the the IC title holder for the long term here, absolutely. Until some until somebody else gets hot enough to to take the title off of him. I mean. Finn's the, Finn's the man for that title. Yeah, I mean, um, it for if for whatever reason you don't want to put one of the big titles on Finn, I think he's perfectly deserving of either uh, WWE or Universal title. But you know, at least give him the Intercontinental. Uh, he does fantastic work. He gets a huge pop every time he comes out. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't see any reason for him to not have a really successful reign. So yeah, pretty absolutely. excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss came out. The attendance was eighty-two thousand two sixty-five. WWE. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Uh, I will say WWE is notorious for fudging the numbers. So, oh. so I will say that there was probably legitimately eighty thousand people in the arena at the time. Mm-hmm. However, many was actually paid for attendance. Oh my God, I don't know. Uh, that's that's debatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, R-Truth and Carmella came out for a dance break. They said it would take seven seconds, and it took 30. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is one of the segments that not only didn't need to happen, but shouldn't have happened because it took away from the show. Look, at this... It is what it is. By the time that the dance segment ended, we were at seven hours of wrestlemania yeah. including the pre-show yeah and i'm supposed to be excited about a 30 second dance break seven hours in when the only reason i'm still watching is for the match that you're making me wait another 30 seconds for for a stupid dance break for real come on yeah <sighs> that's it man yeah main event time winner takes all rowdy ronda rousey versus the Queen, Charlotte Flair, yep. versus the man, Becky Lynch. Uh, Charlotte got an interesting entrance where she was helicoptered in 
-hmm. perhaps on one of those helicopters that flew over the arena earlier. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. Uh, Maybe that's why they were going slow. They they were trying to find the helipad. uh, Perhaps. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, uh, Let's see here. Ronda Rousey was played to the ring by Joan Jett. Um, When she got she got a decent enough reaction, Um, you know. and then Becky came out next and got uh, another really good pop. Uh, so as she always does, yeah. So um, pretty big. Let's go Becky chance earlier on. Uh, it's a pretty furious start all the way through, uh, and it went all the way through. Um, a little bit disjointed, a little bit disorganized of a match. Um, can I say that it lived up to the hype? No, no. But for what it's worth. The match was fine. Yeah. Uh, there are some pretty funny spots here. Uh, Rousey, uh, Rousey tells Charlotte that she chops like a bitch. <laughs> um, and then uh, Charlotte gave probably the biggest chop of her life to Ronda. Yeah. <laughs> Killed her dead. Um, I mean, Rousey did actually put on a double arm bar. Yeah. Uh, onto, I, to Charlotte. I, I remember we talked about this. I was trying to, to visualize how it was going to go. Yeah. And it didn't go how I thought it would go. Yeah, me neither. I didn't think... Uh, I I don't know. I, I didn't think of this angle here as to how she would apply it. But, you know, uh, Ronda Rousey would know more about applying submission holds than I would. So Fair. Fair yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the match did not end like many would expect. And I'm not quite sure how they came up with this plan. Um, um, I... It, it's it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. um, and, and it took me quite a few days of doing some really hard thinking about this, and I just don't know if it was um, a conversa- uh, conversation with like Vince and all three of them, or if it was Rhonda uh, not wanting to get tapped out, and that's a conversation she had with Vince, or how this all went down, um, but the finish really came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Basically, yeah, um, Becky rolled through on a crossbody block onto Ronda and pinned her down one, two, three. Mm-hmm. There was some controversy. Yeah, crucifix. Uh, yeah, yeah cru- pin. crucifix pin. Yep, sorry, yeah. that, that's the better technical term. Uh, and so what was what was strange is Corey Graves is on commentary saying, well, her sh- Ronda's shoulders weren't down. Ronda's shoulders weren't down, and the ref was out of position. Which, on replay... Her shoulders absolutely were not down. No, yeah, she was moving around. Yeah, and I think I think Corey paying attention to that, and I think this was a gaffe on Rhonda's part, mm. where she should have had her shoulders all the way down, but she did this kind of like struggling thing, trying to sell it, and her shoulders weren't down, and I think that's the only true botch of that. Yeah, but all of that between Corey Graves making note of that and Rhonda actually not having her shoulders down. Uh, totally sent confusion yeah. uh, as to whether or not it was a botch or not. Well, I mean, you could even you could even just feel it, uh, like right after it happened. You know, watching the the wrestling show, there's the slight murmur that's going on from the crowd, uh-huh. whether they're chanting or, or not. If they're quiet, whatever, you can hear the crowd. Right, crowd went dead silent. Yep, the announcers went silent. Yep, it. Becky's music then played. Becky's music started playing before Becky or Rhonda even looked like they knew what was going on. Yep. Um, 
Ronda was protesting the the finish. Yeah, uh, Becky, who won, looked confused. Um, I think we all shared that look uh, <laughs> with her. It. I mean, whose fault it was? Who knows? The, it, it's an unfortunate thing that happened. Right. Uh, this was not. This was not the same kind of dramatic main event moment that we're used to seeing in a WrestleMania main event. Exactly. Um, I don't know. It like we said. It, it kind of came out of nowhere. It was very very confusing. Um, no one really seemed to know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, but I mean. Overall, it was a decent match. Uh, it, it was just a very unfortunate ending to a match that that could have been better and could have had a better reception had the ending gone as planned. Well, that too, and I think that at the end of the match, the I mean, the show had gone on for seven and a half hours. Yeah. So there were people who were probably very tired, people yeah. who were con- very confused by what just happened. Yeah. So it didn't help any of their case here. Right. Um, so um, that kind of leads me to uh, to close out my thoughts here on WrestleMania. Um, like I said earlier, I think that there should be a one-hour pre-show and a four-hour main show, right? And make it the showcase of the Immortals. Make it the top storylines uh, of the year, the top rivalries, the biggest matchups. Make that WrestleMania. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's not WrestleMania is not supposed to be a participation award. Yeah. Right? Like... If we need to, and this has been discussed before, and it's you know gone all throughout the wrestling community, if you need to do NXT Takeover on a Friday, and then you need and then you know have another wrestling card on Saturday, uh, you know before the night before WrestleMania, that's fine. Do that. Yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But put those other matches that maybe weren't as notable. And I hate to say that, but if they're not that big match, maybe just put them on another card for the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fine. I mean, just just looking at the card here, there's several matches that I think, um, you know, the, they were fine matches, but I think overall, them being on the card, making the show the length that it was, it was definitely to the detriment of the show. Yeah. Uh, just just get somebody to sponsor it and be like, WrestleMania brought to you by Coca-Cola. And just make it like South by Southwest or, you know, ACL or something like that where it's like, this is a weekend extravaganza. People can come and go as they please. If you buy WrestleMania tickets, you're buying a three-day pass. You're buying a, a pass to TakeOver. You're buying a pass to WrestleMania Day 1 and WrestleMania Day 2. Mm-hmm. And Day 2 is the one that has all the big stuff going on. Yeah. So, so WrestleMania Day One would be the pre-show, uh, kind of to a certain degree. Yeah, like you could maybe have it like with a huge intercontinental match at the at the mm. end, or like a ladder match or something. Maybe maybe a match that has a an effect on WrestleMania Night Two. Mm. Like say you have like a three way match on WrestleMania Night One to close the show for a number one contender shot at the title on WrestleMania Night 2 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You can make up all sorts of stuff. No. But yeah. make it like a festival. I mean, that that definitely would be one way to solve it. Um, that, I mean, that would be going on uh, you wanting to keep the match count the same, just spreading it over two days. 
or even if you spread it over two days, you might even want more matches. Yeah, you could, you know? you could do um, ten matches on night one and ten matches on night two. Just don't give me 17 matches in one night where I, I mean, man, sit down for even, seven hours. Even ten matches over two days, that's that's a lot of wrestling. Right. You know, and, and like you said, it it shouldn't be a participation uh, event. Right. You know, uh, I, I think it should be just the one day, this is WrestleMania, Here's our. Here is eight matches that you can't wait to see. But you know, you know, you know what? Too, and I just thought of this. But if they were more interested in co-opting with like New Japan mm. or AEW, and was like, "Hey, listen, you come out to WrestleMania Night One, you're gonna see some guys from New Japan that you've never seen before. Yeah, or you're gonna see Kenny Omega face Seth Rollins, or or something crazy like that. Yeah." That kind of goes against WWE's whole motto of uh, pretending right. that they're the only wrestling brand out there. But but I mean, look you. I mean, look at how much more money they would make. They're I like, mean, we're I making, agree with make, you. Making history. You know? I, I agree with you. I just I really don't and, see something like that well, happening. Well, but but say you did get somebody to sponsor it, somebody as big as Coca Cola mm-hmm. or as or McDonald's yeah. or Mars Mars bars or Amazon. I thought I thought you meant the planet yeah. Mars. The Planet Mars bringing you WrestleMania there, there's not 45. Of, there, there's not a lot there to to sponsor. You know, uh, Martians, I, rovers, <laughs> different spaceships, laser guns. Is that what's on Mars? Yeah, I'm sure there is. Okay. Yeah, you know, we can we can have a we can have a, a Mars related episode someday. We'll talk about aliens and stuff. You want to do that, Stephen? Can't say I do. We, oh, well, darn! I was already planning it. <laughs> oh, uh, well, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it after this <laughs> show. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, just 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 take it out of WWE's hands and be like, listen, this is WrestleMania. Look, you come out here, we'll pay all your people to do this here. You can book the card, but here's what we also want you to do: we want you to have, we want you to plan on matches with. AEW, or we wanted you to plan on having matches with guys from New Japan because we're going to bring them in. Can you do it? Cool. Let's book this. Yeah, and just make it WrestleMania. Make I mean, it wrestle, that'd be pretty sweet. WrestleFest. WrestleFest. I mean, so, I don't hate that. Sounds dope. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if if you are going to to spread it over two days you're definitely gonna have to go through some kind of crazy reinvention of of what wrestlemania is yeah you know um well to that point uh uh-huh wrestle kingdom 14 next year they're doing two days at the tokyo dome Mm. so i don't know if that means that they're doing like the day like the normal wrestle kingdom show and then the day after which is their new year's dash if they're doing just that both on the tokyo dome or if that literally means Wrestle Kingdom 14 is two days. But next year there's going to be an experiment. Okay. And we'll see if maybe this uh, you know comes to pass. Yeah, maybe maybe WrestleMania 36 is the first time we get two-day yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, may- maybe we learn some lessons, you know, about uh, what you can do with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle, yeah, WrestleMania 36 will be in Tampa. Yep. Uh, we'll have some interesting matches like the uh, the Buried Treasure Battle Royal. You know, uh, you know, a parrot on a pole match. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Different pirate themed things. Yeah, yeah. You know, various pirate themed matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a, a, a rum punch blindfold match. Okay. Yeah, 
uh, the Shiver Me Timbers uh, gauntlet match. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. Okay. Davy Jones Memorial Battle Royal. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll see. A two out of three scurvies match. <laughs> Final thoughts on WrestleMania 35, Steven. Oh, man. Mixed bag of things. Very, very good show, in my opinion, overall. Um, I mean, honestly, it's just too long. I mean, that, that's long. really that's really the only thing. Um, very good show. Too long. Yeah, 100%. That, I, those are my, my two closing sentences. I, I agree with you 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you here tonight. I'm glad that we could go over uh, WrestleMania 35 with you. Yeah. We look forward to WrestleMania 36. 100%. Hopefully it'll be awesome. Um, uh, again, my name's Tanner. To my left is Steven. Don't forget to give us a follow. Actually, you're not to my left. You're to my right. No, the, you almost got through the uh, episode, Tanner. Crap. <sighs> the, to my right, the one and only, Steven. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Um, don't forget to follow us on uh, uh, Twitter at Headlock Talk. Again, that's at Headlock Talk. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube page. Guess what the name of that is? Headlock Talk? Oh, brilliant. Yes, it is at Headlock Talk. Nice. Uh, so you can find us there on YouTube. Don't forget, look up on that page. You see where you're at right now on those podcasts? That's like Stitcher and uh, Spotify and iTunes, right? You're, you're on those pages, right, Steven? Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. All right. You see, right up there towards the top, there's this button that says subscribe. I see it. Go ahead and press that button, ladies and gentlemen. That Boop. Boom. Now you've got more content. You're going to stay subscribed to us. You're going to get everything that we put out here for you guys. We definitely want your feedback. Your feedback's helped us craft and create uh, new segments for the show that we're going to be debuting. Um, uh, so... Hopefully we'll get to see uh, J-Raw, maybe, mm-hmm. sometime soon. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. So, yeah, we look forward to, to doing this new layout, and I hope you guys really enjoy what we have to come up with. Until next time, though, ladies and gentlemen, once again, my name's Tanner. To my right, the one and only Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, guys. And y'all have yourself a great night. Later, y'all. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. 
Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. <laughs> 